This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hello, citizens, and happy Memorial Day. We're here to talk to you about Gotham Season 3, Episode 20, Pretty Hate Machine. Join us. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I'm feeling it. It's karaoke with Joelle. I've had so much coffee and liquor today, guys. I can't even deny it. It's, it's been a so pretty many. non-stop party as we honor our vets. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Those of you watching us outside America, what you think Memorial Day is exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. It's just another excuse for Americans to get drunk. And then, like, we, hopefully, if you have family or friends or loved ones or neighbors, you also remember to be like, hey, thank you for your service. That's Veterans Day. Veterans Day. Is today Memorial Day? Today's Memorial Day. That's for people who past in wars Correct. yes yes okay you can still say thank you for your service put a flower on a grave guys I'm not, I'm not saying don't things. tell people thank you for their service <laughs> i am saying today is probably the worst day to do it <laughs> to those of you listening to the podcast these voices you're hearing i'm steve Kaufman. you find me on twitter at steve Kaufman. that is k-a-u-f-m-a-n-m uh hi guys i'm joel monique and i you can find me all over the internet at joel monique every week at blackgirlnerds.com and right now in the chat i'm also in the chat this episode very much a I was saying earlier like in the hallway like this was a talky episode it was chatty but we accomplished a lot through that chat and so I'm not upset about it definitely I kind of like this this episode and then I'm running back I'm running back the episode in my mind I'm like but a lot happened though like a a bomb blew up a bomb we've been building towards for like 10 weeks like, things happened in this episode, but at the same time, I'm like, man, there were a lot of just, there were a lot of scenes with just, just Gordon in that coffin. I mean, let's just throw it out there. on the radio. The best thing that happens is Lee is cool again, guys. Yeah, that is true. No, Lee is freaking bomb in this episode. <laughs> like, you have to like any of the things she did, but man, she is cool doing it. She is definitely cool doing it. I also, um, this doesn't throw water on our, um what we were talking about last week. No, it doesn't. It does not throw water on our Harley Quinn theory no. as much as just... I mean, we is... are approaching mad love, are we not? Yeah. This yeah. is just Tetch... But this is Tetch Virus Lee. Mm-hmm. That's what we have right now. Yes. So, everything else involves the Tetch Virus, except for Oswald and Ivy asking Selena for help. Yes. Which, Selena... I love Selena being like, sure, why not? I'd say to be like, what's in it for me? Like, what I need is cash and things, or I gotta go. I gotta split. Yeah, that is weird. And 
Nigma, who wants to take down the Court of Owls. Nigma, among all these underworld, all these underworld players, we're going to talk about. He's the only one that understands. Like, no, no, we have to take down the Court of Owls because they're trying to destroy the city, mm. and they actually run the city. Whether you're Fish Mooney or like, or Bullock or even like the mayor, like you don't run the city. The Court of Owls runs the city. We think, or we thought. Well, the Parliament of Owls probably runs the city, or actually runs the city, or runs the. Well, Midwestern territory of this of the country. I mean, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but our our sensei master dude was like, "Oh no, I just use this as a Ponzi scheme. Like, yep. I just needed access to the things they had access to. There's a huge, much larger plan." I'm like, "What? What other secret organization are we about to run into?" <laughs> no, nah, it's all the secret organizations are multi level marketing, and all right here in Gotham. He, he had to he had to recruit nine friends. You had to recruit nine <laughs> friends. <laughs> But he was just somebody else's ninth friend. I believe it. The, I think the Court of Owls is... I can't think of the name of any... The Court of Owls is like Hucko Knives. Okay, sure. Sure. I buy that. Or Avon Products. <laughs> Mary Kay. Love Prepaid it. Prepaid legal? What'd you say? Prepaid legal? Prepaid yep, legal. that's another... Oh, boy. It's another MLN. Yeah. I, what I like most about uh, what we learned about the Court of Owls is they're like... Well, you're gone so much. The panel just had to make a decision. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. That we stand by it. <laughs> we Y'all stand don't want to by. Recant or apologize. We stand by killing the Waynes. Yeah, like we just lost in cold blood in front of their <laughs> child. If we can believe, we- oh yeah, he he was gonna, you know, tell our story, so we had to kill him. And Bruce is like, and my mom. We don't feel bad about killing your parents, kid. Just get over it. Seriously, we're the court. It's like, why are we even doing this? Knives to our throats, still don't care. The most interesting thing about this scene is, if it's to be believed, like, nine super influential members of Gotham society just dead. That is interesting. Which will hopefully give them a clue next week into who is running (laughs) this stuff. Well, I think all the characters we follow that would want to know who already know who. Because like Gordon knows, you know that's fair. Gordon, Gordon knows is aware who now. the court is, yeah. so Gordon knows who those people were when they died because he's in the room. So it's just a matter of like, well, okay. I, just, I mean, I know it's Gotham guys, but I just feel like there's got to be some kind of uh, fallout for that. Like, that I would there's love. There's got to be one judge I on that love, bench. Like. But I would love for Enigma, who's trying to figure out the court of owls and literally just recently figured out they exist. Yeah. I would love for Enigma and the people under Enigma to be like, wow, so nine. Nine high-ranking officials all died within the same, like, within the same, like, within the same night. Yeah. Or they turned up missing or what have you that, like, I think these were the people, these were the influential people, so I can, like, run against these people. So Nygma wants to kill Oswald just, just because he's got a minute. Love is a powerful drug, y'all. He's got a free minute before he's got to retake his own city. I mean. Is that even what Nygma's after anymore? I, yeah, he wants to run the whole city. Interesting, because I could beyond the the revenge plot, I didn't see Nygma planning for much. I mean, he's smart as hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least this episode in 
predicting what Penguin will do, he, he jumps to some... What I would think if I were in the situation, some outlandish conclusions, they all happen to be right. So, you know, give the guy the benefit of the doubt. It would be interesting to me to see, now that there's just chaos in the streets, if both of them are still hell-bent on having their war. You would think that they would have to team up now. You would think. Or, so, let's get into the real meat of this topic. Fish Noonie came back. Yes, and she was epic. Brand new outfit. Um, great bodyguards. Right now, hair is laid, and uh, <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, I need my penguin for a minute." And I'm like, "For what?" I felt the way penguin looked, which is just what. What happened? But we like, were we were on a very straight course, and we veered so horribly left. I mean, thank you for coming when you did, because otherwise he'd be dead. But... It would be like if your high school bully showed up, in, <laughs> at like your, at your job, at, like. At your wedding and was just like, bro. Come here. Bro. I got some things bro, to tell you. Bro, bro. Where were <laughs> It was totally like that. Just out of the blue, uh, but kind of epic. And also a little bit concerning because we just introduced so many new elements to, like, with the two-hour season finale next week. Fish Mooney like, existing opens up the whole underworld aspect. Is she back because... Is she back because Doctor Strange told her that the Tetch virus was going to blow up? So she's looking... She's noticing there's going to be a power vacuum? Mm. And is she just back to take over the city in, in within the anarchy? Or does she genuinely not know? And is she going to learn with everyone next week? My initial gut reaction was that Fish is back for something for herself. I'm not sure running the city is what she wants. Like, I have a feeling Fish is like trying to wash her hands of Gotham. But she needs Penguin for something. Um, Gotham hasn't brought her anything good in a long time. So short of running the city, I can't see anything that she wants. She could I'd be happy to have her back, but we know that Jada's probably gonna just stay on as a guest, so of course. she can't be the leader, so she I have could, a lot of questions. I feel I feel like she has a plan. Mm. She has a plan that fits into this world that like we're not gonna see Fish Mooney every week anymore. Mm-hmm. So that her plan might be Oswell, you you have all the tools to take over the city. I want to run the city, but I don't want to, I don't want to run, I want to own the city, I want you to run the city. That was going to be my next question for you. Is she in Penguin's Corner and going to lift him up? Or is she here to get some kind of payback? Or That's, I would love the respect to what Penguin has done since she left. Yeah. Of, past is the past, Mm -hmm. I was dead, now I'm alive. I'm doing much better. Like, everything's great. You have the tools to pick up all the pieces that will... You have the tools to rebuild the shambles that is this city. I don't want to get my hands dirty. I don't want to be here every week. I don't want to do this. But I do want to own the city. She'll be on, like, an island in Bora Bora, like, like, just sending text messages, like, yeah, kill that guy, thanks, bye. So, like, I could see... (laughs) I could see her plan. I'm not saying this is what she'll do, but I could Mm. see her plan being something along the lines of... Used to hold my umbrella... Now, you, you're still going to kind of hold my umbrella. But run the city. It's a bigger umbrella. You're gonna it's hold, a promotion. You're going to hold my umbrella, but this time my umbrella is Gotham. I'm about that. We'll have to I see. I could see that line, actually. I could, if this is what Fish Mooney wants to <laughs> see. If this is Fish Mooney's plan, I could see that line literally happening. Betsy in the chat says it's payback. Ooh, payback. Uh, yes. What would payback What would payback look like, though? According to Benjamin Slade, maybe she came back to save Penguin. She said she made Penguin, and Penguin spares her life. Uh, Benjamin Slade's yeah, also yeah. saying, I think Falcone's running the city after next week. That is true. Falcone never actually... 
He and just took a genuine step back. He was like, you know what? This is nuts. I'm still a mob boss. I do my well, job. and he never actually ran the city. He reported to the court. He ran oh, a lot I see of what the, you're saying. He okay. ran a lot of the I'm, city. The court still ran the city. My brain went back to season one. Like, I'm pretty sure he was in charge. But no, you're right. Even then, reporting to the court, I got gotcha. Season one, we only ever followed the underworld. So, of mm-hmm. course, he felt like he was in charge. Yes. We, it's taken this long for us to actually see what's going on yeah. the underworld. It'll be interesting, especially if Penguin and Mooney are there to take out the underworld. Uh, he's got a lot of gripes, or to take out the court. Uh, Falcone's got a ton of gripes with the court. Yeah. It would be cool if he also showed up and was like, I'm also fighting with Mooney. And so it was all of them trying to take down the court while all of our current running gangsters mm-hmm. are out just trying to get the the, um, uh, uh, the doctor's like experiments. I want there to be a war, is what I'm trying to say. I absolutely want a war, and it looks like what they're building towards, at least I would hope, would be... Now it's people, and we'll get to the touch bomb in a minute, mm-hmm. but, like, it's people all in, like, they've militarized the touch bomb, the touch virus. Mm-hmm. So there are thousands of people who've been infected with the touch virus. That's true. Those people are probably going to cause anarchy. Mm-hmm. Anarchy's not good for people who want to run the city, no. if only from the underworld. It's not uh, so, keeping things in order, no. So they're going to, I think they're... Because it's a two-week episode, um, or two a two-part episode. episode. Yeah. I'm sure one part we're going to get in Oswald, Ivy, Bridget, um, Mr. Freeze, probably Fish Mooney faction. Dope, dope. Faction initially going after Nigma, mm-hmm. but then probably trying to re- restore order in the city so it can maintain a city. And then we'll similarly get Enigma, Barbara, Tabitha, um, Selena probably, Butch will get that faction trying to do the same thing. Those factions eventually turn to each mm. other and go, hold up. We we need to have a city to fight over. Yes. We need to have a city to fight over and then you would you they would make one giant underworld faction to help the GCPD, which wouldn't include Gordon, to try to gain control of the city over random citizens infested by the touch fire. Like, there's not... Mm. Maybe Talons? I'm really hoping... Hopefully Talons. <laughs> Hopefully Talons. But you need a bigger bad than just mm. rando, anar- like, biochemical anarchists. I'm mostly looking forward to uh, Lucius Fox coming back because we we need him in he's, one of the two hours next week, he right? He is somewhere making an antidote, right? He, he, right? he must be. Right? Because otherwise we are screwed. Um, I also hope they put the antidote in the water just because every Batman story where something's released into the river winds up being one of my favorite stories. Mm-hmm. And I really like when he went airborne with the bomb. I'd like them to go riverborne with the cure. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Speaking of rivers, Gordon was by a river tonight. He was buried deep in the ground. Man, like... I, he was really naive to think Lee wouldn't in, inject herself with this virus, and I think it's because we've lived with this for a week mm. that we're used to that. To, like we're we're like that that decision is like happenstance to us. Where sure, to, sure. to him, this has been less than twenty four hours. Yeah, of like we were all very shocked when this happened last week. Oh yeah, the end when she just sticks a needle in her mm. neck. I was like, what the hell is happening here? That I think there was there was a moment I questioned Gordon's like I questioned. I question how Gordon felt, where he was like, oh, she'll never do it. And I'm like, bro, she totally did it. And I, I just now had to realize, like, 
it took me a week to get over the fact she did that. <laughs> we are not. It also Gordon took Juice. me. It also took me like literally seasons of this show of saying like, guys, Lee is bad. Lee is bad. Lee is bad. And Lee was so good that it took the Tetch virus <laughs> to make her bad. Which is just yeah. Yeah, I like this idea a lot of a badly, as I said at the start of the show, like the dark hair or the costuming, like Evil Lee is great. And I really Evil Lee. Um <laughs> I really I really like the way that she uh kind of takes control. Barry and Gordon was interesting. I know that's the only way to get him to take the virus, but it can conf- I guess it didn't confuse me. Well because you know, why the, do I have mixed feelings about this, Steve? Um and I think that's why. Because Gordon isn't the type of character who's usually in this much peril. Maybe that is Like, it. buried in a coffin yeah. type of peril. Like, he's... Like, Lee, it's... I like the role reversal, actually, because okay, Lee... yeah. Lee is normally the distressed one. I'm going to refuse saying damsel, because it, you know, this this episode kind of did its best to Avoid not use that. pronouns. Sure. That it, you know, a woman with biological help can then crazily take over for Gordon and it's also like and they always talk about how what's inside of you becomes the worst on the outside of you mm-hmm. if you use the Tetch virus and we've learned that there's love inside of Lee for we Gordon. did learn that and all she's asking for is to be back with to be back with him which I think is a really fun roller coaster ride emotionally for fans because you get so excited that like yes Lee wants to be back with Gordon because they're a perfectly beautiful couple um at the same time, the way in which she plans to get back with him, now infected with the Tetch virus, is so violent and upsetting. And, like, to force Gordon to become something he doesn't want to be. Mm-hmm. Particularly, okay, so all we know so far of him after he injects himself is he becomes strong. He's able to break out of the box, um, which is part for the course. People become very strong. Uh, but we see no evil in him. Like, he doesn't attack anybody. He just goes straight for the bomb. Well, we didn't get enough Tetch Gordon to really... You know what? It's true, but I really feel like the show is setting up for, like, a guy so pure of heart, the Tetch virus doesn't screw him up. You rolled your eyes so hard at me right there. Gordon is pure, that pure of heart, He's but so Lee pure isn't. Of heart. Gordon is pure of heart, but Lee isn't. Look, Lee is a very beautiful human being, but she keeps a lot of secrets to herself. Like, she keeps a lot of feelings and emotions repressed. So the Tetch virus brings that up. Like Gordon, who was an alcoholic. Who purged that side of himself. But, like... Who had to go through all of his secrets. He had to do all of his apologizing. Like, if Gordon went through a 12-step program, like, he'd have hit all the steps except for maybe accepting a god. Like... Th- like, doesn't... Which you shouldn't legally be allowed to do, but you can. It's a whole thing. But, like... <laughs> I think Gordon, he's not, there's something terrible deep down inside of him, like anyone. Maybe. That we're going to see, we're going to see before Lucius finds the cure. I'm putting my foot down. I'm saying we have a pure of heart Gordon. You're saying Gordon, of all the people in Gotham, is pure of heart. Yes. There's no evil or hate in him anymore. Like the people that killed killed his family. He killed a cop though. Wait, which cop did he kill? Take me back. He went to Union Station and he... I'll say he maimed a cop. He picked <laughs> up... He threw a cop across the room with his super touch strength. He is not pure of heart. It's gonna be... A he t- was a little impatient and moved a person a little more strongly than he needed to out of the way. Ivan Soto has two points. Okay. We saw Gordon fight Bullock in the promo. Also, Gordon has killed in cold blood. 
both of these things are true, how could he possibly be pure of heart? Because he's so beautiful to me. I love Ben. <laughs> I just want Gordon to be good. It's just, <laughs> just no. It's just one tree, one tree hill for you. Yes, forever the, and ever. It's the OC for you. It's, <laughs> I got my I got my shows that this actor's from confused. And he's he's beautiful, and he should be pure of heart, but maybe not. We'll see. We will definitely. Ken's <laughs> like you're wrong, and we're gonna see you next week. <laughs> we're, we're wrong. You're wrong, but we're gonna wait. Okay. We're gonna wait and see on the wrong. <laughs> um, I didn't think he was gonna take the. I didn't think he was gonna take the uh, test virus. Mm. I was shocked that he took it. Like genuinely shocked because it didn't seem like they were too far away. But also, when you're running out of air, you probably mm. do anything to survive. So I wasn't upset that he took it, but I definitely was shocked. Mm. Uh, it's going down in the chat right now, so I do have to bring it up. Is it the uh, Harley Quinn stuff? Yep. Yeah. All the Harley it. Quinn and Lee stuff. I think any time, and there is something to be said, mm-hmm. and it, it happened, it was mentioned in this chat by Alexis Powell. Thank you. That anytime, anytime a woman starts to be crazy in this show, people start calling them Harley Quinn. You know what? It and happened with Barbara, but Bar- like Barbara took a lot of style from Harley Quinn. Sure, absolutely. The and blonde, is, the kind Lee, of quirky head bobbing thing that I think Lee is. Lee is taking a proper like evolution of her character. Mm-hmm. I don't. I was about to say something stupid, and I'm like, it's Gotham. I was about to say, I don't think they're ever going to have somebody directly mapping Harley Quinn. And I'm yeah, like, nope, yeah, don't no. don't say that, Steve. There's a real good chance that Jerome's already there. There's a real good chance that someone's gonna like a woman is gonna fall at the feet of Jerome and then, like have a lot of those traits. He's definitely set up to have. Uh... Like, we've seen a lot of hero worship with yeah. Jerome and his death and all of this throughout Gotham. So, one woman rising up to try to match that would not shock me. It would totally fit in mm-hmm. the Gotham mythos. But, um, one, yes, we there are tons of crazy men, and we don't always equate them to some other character when we see them in this show. But I think fans' desires for Harley Quinn is so high that they're just looking at any woman who could potentially be her and be like, can we please get some Harley Quinn out of this? We want to see it. It's, it's one of the things, like, across Batman, like, mythos and yeah. legends, like, outside of one cartoon and kind of bent and beyond too so maybe two uh and the comic book series you get so little harley quinn and she's such a fan favorite i think it's frustrating for people especially when you have a long-running series like gotham where you could easily put her in if you wanted to wouldn't be hard to write a harley quinn-esque character for the show i would argue barbara is a harley barbara became a harley quinn-esque character Mm -hmm. type on the show and two there's not a joker on this show there's jerome so you say I feel like headcanon no, no. has such a heavy like no no this is what I'm saying Gotham has its own canon they can have a nurse or just Lee be worshipping at the feet of Jerome and doing similar things to Harley Quinn mm. and not be named Harley Quinn they absolutely can that that would be the most fitting thing for this television let show let me put it this way where Lee is at currently she has very slim Harley Quinn properties yes um and it would be fine if she didn't become our i say our the audience's version of harley quinn um because to me she's something much darker at this point like harley tends to be like a, a holly go lightly-esque character yeah. where she's not really worried about much and least so bogged down in emotion and past and drama um that harley sometimes gets into but it takes a long time to build that in her character um i i really likely to be like kind of closer to an enchantress type like mm-hmm. she's just a super dark angry bee of a lady yeah um 
anything else we can say is going to border on predictions. So we should yeah, go for it. Yeah, cir- yeah, yeah. We're going to circle back. We'll get to, back. We're going to circle back to all of what's about to happen <laughs> next week. What happened this week was Lil Wayne came back to Gotham. He went into the Court of Owls yes. with the shaman who is obviously running the Court of Owls. Yes. He called himself the leader. Um, We talked a bit about this, but two things happened here where the shaman made the order instead of Lil Wayne. We have a lot of questions about this. Last week we predicted, we were trying to figure out, like, is Bruce in control and he's misleading this guy? Is he... Like, uh, get out where he's in the sunken place and he's trying really hard to fight <laughs> against his the orders he's being given, or is he just fully under? And I had a thought for each, like, throughout yeah. this entire episode. Like, at the end, when he's refusing to press the button, I'm like, sunken place, maybe. And then further after that, when Alfred shoots guy and he's like, no, what are you doing? You ruined it. You're too late. And I'm like, so are you really under it? Because right now, I can't see a reason for him to stay undercover. I don't think it's sunken place as much as it's legit brainwash. So so he has been consumed by this guy. Like he the sh- well pretty much the sh- what the shaman fed him is the mythos we understand to be Batman. Is that this city needs a knight, this city needs a warrior. Mm-hmm. This city needs you and you alone the last son of mm. Gotham to defend it by destroying it and then building it back up so you can defend it. Like that part's here, but like so I think this show did a good job of putting that in his head really early mm-hmm. that regardless of how he felt about actually pushing the button on the Tetch virus and if he would have actually pushed the button on the Tetch virus, they did a great job of showing us how that, A, how that, how that idea got incepted and implanted into his mind, but B, that he believes that idea. So the person, sure. so the person who gave him that idea is someone that's going to be tried and true to him, even if he doesn't one hundred percent agree with him every step of the way. Here's the thing. Okay, so I like this theory, uh, but it also bums me out a little bit as a Batman fan. Like what I I love about Batman is this is it's kind of it's his decision. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the fact that he chooses to become Batman. Besides, despite all this adversity that he's going to face, despite all the money he has, the fact that he could do literally anything else, what he wants to do is protect his city in this way. Um, it's kind of cool that the idea might have been implanted, but then it makes it a little more like it doesn't feel as pure of heart, you know? It takes a little bit of gusto out of my sales for Batman if some evil guy put implanted the idea of Batman in his head as opposed but to like. Is Shaman a- completely evil? Aside we from, don't know, I guess. I mean, we saw him kill nine people in cold blood tonight, but... But we saw him kill nine people in cold blood who were the thesis for the whole show, who were the... They were the antagonists for this whole show. We think, they, kind they, of. No, no, those... They admitted it. Those nine people made the... Those nine people made the ruling that both both the Waynes must die in front of the kid. Sure. Yeah. That was that was the pilot of the episode. That was the pilot of this show, which I think we should. I think this show just went so off the rails in a good way that we need to point out there are no mysteries or secrets about the thing that was in the pilot. That's fair. That's fair. The thing that took two two and a half seasons to truly unravel. The thing that a lesser show would have spent yeah. twelve seasons, <laughs> twelve seasons, monster of the week, monster of the week, yeah. monster of the week. Ooh, we found out an assassin who built a bomb for the guy, mm-hmm. and they're all in San Francisco. I'm making monk references. 
but like the the tried and true. <laughs> Sorry, I thought about Munkin forever. <laughs> but, but like the tried and the tried and true old school television yes. model would uh, for this show would be Gordon working with Little Wayne would have Monster of the Week, Monster of the Week, Monster of the Week. There'd be one. There'd be minutes, maybe ten minutes a week, actually dedicated to them slowly moving forward to who. Who burned him? I'm, they're all USA shows, guys. <laughs> but I want to point out that this show got so much better that the thing that should have been the catalyst for the whole show and been a huge slow burn has mm. been has been found out for weeks at this point. Like probably close to yeah. ten weeks now. Like the big mystery is over, and they've started pretty nicely a new one. Yeah. Of like who is legitimately running Gotham City? Because at this point, it's Helter Skelter. It it appeared we know that the court was powerful enough. To make the call to kill the oldest family mm-hmm. in Gotham, but they had also been infiltrated for years by a leader who was just offhandedly using them. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm their leader, but don't worry about it. That's not my real job." <laughs> um, so obviously, the question is, who is it? And without getting too far ahead, we know that Bruce has been sent off to find a demon head. Now, I saw someone. Really I chat. thought the demon head was like a gargoyle on a building to where he can find Rasal Ghul. I don't think he's finding a demon. Here's the thing. It could be metaphorical. Like, you know, you're looking for the demon head. A gargoyle would be cool if it's in with Batman lore. I thought Etrigan, the mm-hmm. demon, I thought maybe there's something with him. Etrigan would be a really good fit for the show. Do we see Etrigan on here, or am I being crazy? I think you're being crazy. I don't think... Okay, all right, cool. I couldn't remember. Um, it would be really dope to see Etrigan come mm-hmm. into this world. He's like a lifelong friends of Bruce. A lot of times in the comic books, he comes out to help out of nowhere. He's great with demon stuff. And we finally get to what I've always wanted for this show, magic. Um, <laughs> because I love it, and it's the one thing missing from Gotham. Um, maybe Raj. The people in chat were saying Raj earlier. Yeah. I'd be Actually, happy to see him, but we'll Ken see. Ken from Chicago says Ra's al Ghul literally means the demon, te- demon head. Or oh, the demon well, head. then y'all just stole all my thunder. It's Ra's. It's Ra's al Ghul. It's, okay, they they cast Ra's. We know it's Ra's. We know, like... I really like Etrigan, guys. I wanted to see him. But that's fine, too. We can always do Etrigan however we do. (laughs) However we get to Etrigan, we can get to Etrigan. Okay. Um, Alfred was in some peril this week. (gasps) And he kicked butt! Oh, man. It's just really great to see Alfred, like, pulling Batman stunts with a tie on the roof. I was like, (laughs) damn, Alfred, get it! One question. Do we think that this devalues Doctor Strange in any way? I think you're going to kill fans with your Doctor Strange theories. Or Doctor, I'm sorry, Hugo you say Strange. Doctor Strange? I, I wrote Doctor... I mean Hugo Strange. Okay. Hugo Strange, who happens to be a doctor. I was thinking you were talking about the doctor, and it got very confusing no, 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 in here no, for no, a no, moment. No, 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 We're rolling it all back. No. Do we think that the way Alfred, the butler, granted, a badass butler, but a butler nonetheless, is able to manhandle Doctor Strange, devalues Doctor Strange, or is... Doctor Strange, a Lex Luthor type who has no literal might or force. And I hate when they make Hugo Strange buff. I'm like, what is happening here? Uh, okay, that's, like a mental. Dude. That's how I feel too. But the, the way to, the best way to present it was this way that like because I'm yeah yeah yeah. Sometimes you got to watch a show and see where the comments would see what the comments would look like essentially. <laughs> and, it, and I just pictured Alfred holding one of the best Batman villains by his tie over a roof. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, wait, but like. That's, not, that's Hugo Strange, though. Yeah. Like that, but at the same time, like Hugo Strange shouldn't be buff, shouldn't be muscular, shouldn't be a fighter. He's a talker. He's a scientist. 
He's a mad scientist. And we see him talk his way out of this situation. He's yeah. like, you can kill me either way. I have no way of trusting you, so why should I give you anything? He's like, look, you go to that fire escape if you give me what I need to know. <laughs> um, which works out great. I love having Hugo Strange out of prison. Like, he needs to be out there screwing things up because it's amazing. Um, and B.D. Wong is easily one of my favorite actors on TV. Um, B.D. Wong has been stalking me. I'm just saying. Like, on the internet? No, because I covered Mr. Robot. I covered, oh. I covered season one of Mr. Robot. I was already covering season one of Gotham, and then season two of Gotham, he shows up. After I'd cover season one of Mr. B.D. Wong, if you're going to stalk me, you should come in here. And he just started following the Black Girl Nerds, and he sometimes sends us good morning messages, and they're the highlights of our week. So you should DM him so he can come in and talk to us. Either, I should DM him. Let either about Gotham or about Mr. Robot. Either Literally, or. whatever we're talking about, about Mr. Stuff. Wong, like, even if we just get him here for like a spotlight on, that'd be dope. Um... Yeah, so I'm excited to see him out running, uh, Alfred shooting people in the neck, taking people down in police stations. It, it's thrilling. Um, and like I said, one of my favorite things about this show is the fact that it's Alfred is not some old bitty just getting Bruce to school. He's literally beginning his training to become Batman. That's exciting. It builds a relationship between the two of them that I think is missing from a lot of comic books. Um, you know, a lot of times he's just just a surrogate father, and I think he's much, much more than that. Um, and it's, it's thrilling to see him in action. Sam Jones in the chat just said Gotham should take a note from Arrow, and I stopped reading. Oh! Gotham should be Gotham. <laughs> Oh, I kind of like the rest of that statement um, for, yeah. for fairness He's, to Sam is a bunch of former Spartacus cast members. Lol. I, I did read the whole sentence, but <laughs> the but, comedy worked well. I also happen to agree with the sentiment, though. <laughs> Hire actors that can fight. Bring them in. It would be awesome. I OK. I, I think he meant people who look good with their shirt off. But oh, that's well, I'm not also entirely, OK with sexy people. That's not entirely Gotham to me. No, sexiness is kind of weird in Gotham. Like you can be intimately sexy and that's it. You can't be just showy sexy for fun. That's weird. I saw Intimate Sexy at Stagecoach. They weren't great. Get out of here. <laughs> so stupid. You know I had that one loaded up. <laughs> I was just, just thinking of... <laughs> oh, God. You're killing me. So, let's get to the bomb. Okay, let's do it. First of all, red gas bomb is so classic Batman. Oh, man. It, it just looks good on screen. It felt comic booky, and I love when the show, like... Uh, they're talking to the chat earlier about how the show is kind of corny and how that makes the show better. Um, I happen to agree and I really enjoy the red smoke bomb. I also like that it went off because we were both shocked when it goes off. I thought for sure someone's going to get there in the nick of time. Gordon's going to just like punch the bomb and that'll <laughs> be it. I, I assumed it would not go off, but it does, which leads to an amazing season finale. Which is, you would... You would think the bomb would be the season finale. <laughs> the <laughs> the bomb, bomb going off and the then we're left. We're literally going to spend two hours next week dealing with the fact that the bomb went off. And there's not going to be time travel. The bomb's going to happen. There's going to be complete anarchy. You have um, you have Attach Virus Gordon, Attach Virus Lee. We have Tetch who might get out and probably join that underworld. <laughs> I love Tetch so much. I hope he gets that out. That underworld clamoring. Um, the... the um, Michael Chiklis's character, the, the oh, commissioner. Oh, oh com yes, the, yes, the judge, Punisher, judgment. Yes, ju that guy. He's, yes, he's out judge, of, jury, execution. Yes, he wound up out of. He never made it back to Arkham, so he's out there. He sure is. Emo Bruce is still out there. He sure is. They're all out there. Fish Mooney is back, so she's out there. Falcone is out there. They never told us how many talons there are. That is also true. There are five to a million talents. <laughs> Somewhere between five and a million. Uh, a number between five and a million? That's how many talents there are. 
I made up five million. It could be ten million. How many talents does a falcon have? Like six, three? I don't know birds, but hopefully that's just it's wondering a number. if you There's just it disproportionate <laughs> there's an inordinate unknown number of talents. <laughs> Not to mention Tetch virus people. There are at least ten thousand Tetch virus people. It's all going down next week. Like look, it's Gotham and so we already know that they have our backs. Like every time I'm like, there's no way they pull Gotham comes through. But man, I just don't see how they give me a satisfying end. Wrap up like the majority of these lease ends, not all, because you need another season, but the majority of them have to build to some point. Where are we going with this? Is it all out war or is it just crazy city and Bruce is one step closer to being Batman? I think you asked the key question here, which is where do you think all of this is headed? Some may call that a prediction. Oh! I was hoping that would just lead into prediction music, but it didn't. There you go. There it is! <laughs> Yes. Ivan Soto, thank you for the Barnes is the execu- Barnes is the executioner. Um, he's still out there. It's a two-hour season finale. Um, I'm usually a, a bit better. Well, do we find out about the Parliament of Owls next week? Go. No, because next week we'll be focused on assassins and Raja mm-hmm. Ghoul's crew. So, do we meet Raja Ghoul next week? It's so hard with the two hours. With an hour, I feel like we can make it much stronger for you. But with two hours and not knowing, and every week Gotham takes us in a crazy different place. Yep. I, just just that, because I want it, I'm going to say yes. That but, feels post-credity. They they cast the person. Yeah. And when they cast the person, they like the season. The next season wasn't a guarantee. Sure. So they would have had to shoot something with him for it. I that feels post-credity. Do you think episode like, one or episode two of next week? I would like to see episode one because then we get some build with Bruce and Ryan and how does that work out mm. and that lead us nicely into the next season. But I don't know. Um does Lucius Fox find an antidote? Lucius Fox better just be in one of these episodes. That's all. Like whether he finds the antidote or not. Um somebody ooh, great point. I'm so sorry I can't remember who it was. Uh some of the chats that poison ivy could also potentially find the cure for this. That is true. Which I mean we haven't seen her do a lot of like chemistry cure things. She's she's experimenting to get certain reactions, not to mm. counter things. In science we know that it might be challenging. But it's poison ivy and it's Gotham, so who knows what could happen. So I guess my real question is do they find an antidote by the end of the finale? They got to. Because a crazed city for two hours plus hours if we move into the next season that seems it just seems like a lot but i don't know yeah like i would much rather see a city recovering from the time where they were all crazy than a city that's just crazy like that a city that's just crazy anything can happen at any time like that there's not as much potential for story as much as just a bunch of people walking around like man that red bomb that red smoke bomb (laughs) happened and I just like walked into my office and killed and snapped my boss's neck. Like I would never do that in real life. I would only ever fantasize about it. But it, the evil <laughs> in me. And um, yeah, does okay. I've never actually asked this. Do you think Lil Wayne has been faking it, brainwash wise with the shaman? I don't think so. I. Based off what I saw this episode, I don't think so. I want to believe he's faking it because that's what my Batman would do. But this is, they treated Wayne like a child and this would be trying to avoid brainwashing, especially as a kid uh, who's perceptible to a lot of things, who's seeking revenge for the horrible incident he had to view. Uh, It would be hard to be 
mentally strong enough to avoid being brainwashed. Um, and his reaction after Alfred shot him, uh, shot the person, Sensei, Matt, I'm going to get it. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I just don't think, I don't think he's faking it. I think he's actually brainwashed. And it'll be interesting to, for me to see how he gets out of that. I Does he remove his mother's pearl from the jewelry box? I think he's... I don't think he's 100% brainwashed. I don't think he would have ever actually pushed the button and started off that bomb. I don't think he would have ever actually made the order to kill nine people, regardless of what those nine people did to him in his childhood, ultimately in the path of his life. I think there's enough of him that's untrapped. There's enough of his mind that's untrapped. He's not completely in the sunken place. The, the part that he latched onto is the part that he's probably going to latch onto the, for the rest of his life is that you need to be the hero. You need to be the defender. You need to be the Dark Knight. And that's the part that he's latching onto that's clouding the fact that a lot of it is uh, is utter garbage. And I think... I guess Ra's al Ghul somehow shows him that it's utter garbage. Mm-hmm. But then that gets really weird. Because if the shaman sends him to Ra's al Ghul and the shaman wasn't necessarily a good guy, Ra's al Ghul's probably not necessarily a good guy. Well, he's chaotic neutral. Yeah. To be fair, Raj has a plan he usually when you see Raj he's there to help Gotham or help build a new city or help a people but the collateral damage of that whatever his goal is he doesn't really care he's like if people got hurt along the way for me to do good I'm fine with it Mm. um you know if some people gotta die so I can live a little longer I'm okay with it that is true so but that's not where that's not where Wayne would that's not where Wayne would fit in so I'm curious. Well, where no, but we he would... might be fooled long enough, as older Batman was, yeah. uh, into believing that he's fighting for the right cause. Especially, I mean, Rash's connections to magical powers and all sorts of things. If he has the cure, if it's not Ivy or Fox, but Raish, who's able to cure the city from the bomb, which would make sense since they set the bomb off mm-hmm. and they're, what they're looking for is destruction and then order. Um, I think Bruce would highly look upon that man and be like oh my gosh you saved an entire city look at how much good you can do even though and then Rage could easily spin a lie of like that guy was nuts he wasn't even really with <laughs> us I don't know what he was thinking um okay and then this will then we'll have predictions at large do you think Lee when when an antidote because I'm pretty sure there's going to be an antidote by the end mm. of a two hour episode do you think Lee takes the antidote oh boy oh boy I hope not I really enjoy this Lee. She is ferocious and funny and, like, a little twisted. Uh, and she's been much more exciting to watch than any Lee we've had. Not to the actress's discredit. I think she's been doing a fine job of material she's been given. But this is just so much more dynamic than just sad and moody Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be fair, if she was cured, maybe she deals with her problems. She's back together with Gordon, which would be cute. But I kind of am enjoying her as a villain. I'm also enjoying her as a villain. I... I feel like they've made her such a true, like they've made her such a true good character that they need to have the touch virus in her to to have her go the route that I think we all know she's going. Yeah. Um, predictions at large. Um, I think we see Alfred do more badass stuff next week, which I'm really looking forward to. I don't think Jim stays under the influence for too long, but mm-hmm. it will be interesting to see how Harvey handles things. Uh, or not... Yeah, Harvey. Yeah. Uh, handles things yeah. on his own. Um, because Jim... Even when Jim's in the casket, he's, like, helping solve crimes. <laughs> like, I, yeah, totally. It's probably over there. Um, 
with Jim out of commission, Harvey's going to be on his own running the police force. It's going to be kind of it's going to be helter skelter. So I'm interested to see that. And um, Ivy was strangely loyal to Penguin this episode. I know that they're working together, but she had an out when um, right before Nigma comes in, mm-hmm. she could have run with Selena, and she's like, "Well, I can't leave Penguin." And I'm like, "Can't you? Why?" <laughs> What's going on? Like, did I miss... Am I forgetting something? Did I miss something? She's young. Like, she's... I think Penguin... She was latched to Selena, and now she's latched to Penguin. She's just... Yeah. She's a child enough in the sense that she would latch. Interesting. So Penguin is gone now because he's with Penguin is with Fish. Yeah. So whatever Fish is doing, Penguin's there. Yeah. So I'm interested to see Ivy kind of come out on her own. I want to see Ivy do some stuff. She... It'd be cool if she could team up with, like, Freeze and Firefly and try to run things on her own. I don't think she'd be very successful, mm. but I'd love to see her try. Okay. Um, all right. Let me get out my, my tinfoil hat real quick. I think there's going to be the underworld against the Talons. Okay. While the city's in complete disarray mm-hmm. with the Red Smoke Bomb. Sure. Um, people have been mentioning the Red Smoke Bomb, possibly, like, an allusion to Bane. I think... I think the Tetch virus is its own thing, but I like the illusion that they're making to Bane and... To the Bane Tetch virus and, should at least lead to a new villain. I will say that. I do agree that whether that's Lee or whether that's a couple people or whether yeah. that's similar to how season two ended with Indian Hill just letting out a bunch of people. Yeah. That maybe by the end... I Ultimately, from the GCPD side, from the Law and Order side, the GCPD is going to find an antidote and get, get a hold of this, but there's going to be pockets of just crazy, pockets of Tetch, pockets of everything that they're going to spend this off-season and then the pilot of season four and, like, parts of season four still dealing with the residual outcome of, yeah, we have an antidote and we can get people, but now we have to, like, literally kick in doors to go and find these people. Yeah. So I think season four would be part that, and then there's going to be very powerful villains based on this Tetch virus. Mm. Once again, it's Gotham. They need to be beatable villains. <laughs> they can't be They can't be full-fledged villains or it won't or it won't go down. Um, I think the underworld's going to fight. I think Butch and Tabitha are obviously going to turn on Barbara at some point. Oh, man. That that was well set up today. Not only was it well set up, but we also see Butch kind of missing Mooney when he is like, gosh, I was going to make an entrance. And Tabitha's like, (laughs) the hell are you talking about? I make entrances. Uh, I would be interested to see them try to team up with Mooney or something, even. Um, Mm. I think they'll have to join another team. I can't see the two of them just on their own. No. I think, I, but I think the underworld will also be shattered, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if someone like Fish Mooney rose from those ashes, totally. or yeah, or somebody, or even Butch will look real good next to um, Falcone. Yeah. Also, Falcone can rise from like Falcone's still around. Who could actually run the city, and then like the whole underworld, and then the Law and Order side, they're going to fix everything, and that's mm-hmm. how they're going to move forward. I think Lil Wayne's going to be working with Ra's al Ghul, and he's going to be training to be Batman mm. for a really long time. Emo Bruce Wayne dies. Also. Alfred, I'm not going to recant that. That I said that last week. I'm going to stand by it. Oh boy. I think that I think that about wraps us up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we have to get out of here. Oh gosh. Uh, I'm excited for the finale next week. though. should be fun. Me too. All right. Uh, I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique every week at BlackGirlNerds.com. Every Wednesday, shows no. I have a review for the latest Telltale Walking Dead game, A New Frontier. It's on BlackGirlNerds.com. Please check that out. Um, if you haven't played today and tomorrow, perfect days to play before the new release is dropped tomorrow. Uh, chapter 5. Should be fun. Also, uh, check my interview with W. Kamau Bell from United Shades of America. Uh, he's doing that show on CNN. That interview is on Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Uh, I have a Schmoes movie fight tomorrow with MFI uh, team 
Night Sisters, so check that out too. And I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That's K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I'm I don't have nearly as much to go. I am on the show that shall not be named. We are a Harry Potter themed improv group. I believe our next show is June 9th at Ooh. KidCon in Pasadena. Fun. Also, this Sunday is WWE's Extreme Rules. That's happening. I'm going to be here talking about it. But also this Sunday is the Leftover Series finale. Oh! It's going to be a weird night for me, guys. I'll also be back here for the season finale of Gotham. <laughs> also, Better Call Saul. I tweet about my shows regularly. Thank you, and good night. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.